I am a little worried that our third has just had forgotten it was the Super Bowl when I asked him to be on, and now will forget it's Bruce Day. Uh-oh, is it Zach? You know it is, baby. Oh, no, he's he's not showing up. Are you kidding me? Welcome to Bruise Day Tuesday Podcast, episode 393. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the Cinnamon Raisin Bagel of Podcasting, Tyler Dryblade. That feels accurate, and those are the ones that hurt the most. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We are talking about not too many bagely things. I don't think there are too many bagely things wrapped up in NASCAR or... Well, maybe Uber and fakery. I don't know. But we're going to discover all of that with Zach. Hey, Zach. A very bagely guest. <laughs> yeah. True. I was going to say, I'm the jalapeno cream cheese of podcast guests. Take for that what you will. It's like a Rorschach test of how you feel about me. Okay, I was going to say, what is your what is your rationale? But but it would def- it would defeat the purpose to tell us, I guess, is what you're saying? Well, I just, I, you know, it's not for everybody. I think, you know, it might be uh, doing a little too much sometimes, but sometimes it's just what you need. I think it depends on the bagel. Like, if oh, I totally wouldn't agree. I wouldn't put it on an everything bagel. There's a lot going on already. I don't want to throw something new into the mix. But, um, I mean, maybe on a plain bagel. Usually when I have a plain bagel, I'll do plain cream cheese and then just dump hot sauce on it. So I feel like what? jalapeno cream cheese would kind of, uh, kind of get get that for me. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole that it will explain why you do the things that you do food-wise. So <laughs> instead, let's go to whatever Zach's drinking today. All right. So this week, I've got Indeed Brewing Company's Chai Velvet Ale oh, with indeed? Chai Spices and Lactose. Um, so I'm expecting some velvety goodness, uh, hopefully some chai taste. Uh, it is 7.2%. And uh, yeah, let's give it a shot. It smells... You know, like like chai, like you might expect. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's a good start. Um, I don't know what color I was expecting it to be, but it is very dark. Not like porter dark, but pretty close. Like a really rich, like walnutty brown, uh, with a medium to small bubbly head. That is interesting tasting doesn't have like the milky kind of like consistency you sometimes get out of stuff with lactose in it it's not bad it is like pretty much like it is chai a little bit at the front and then like i i i don't dislike it so this feels mean but then it just kind of tastes like sink water at the end and that's kind of like the mouth feel like it is just yeah. sort of, like it is over and then it moves on with its life but it is kind of nice it kind of feels nice to, to have just because I had I accidentally bought a PD whiskey that I was having earlier today, and I realized that they still make me feel like I want to barf uh, when I drink them, and I'm not mm. a tough man. <laughs> well, it's always good to be in touch with yourself, I guess. I'm touching myself constantly. I, I am aware of this fact. We can see more <laughs> than you are, more than you know. No, I specifically uh, crop my crotch out of the shots. So you can't tell what my hands are doing. <laughs> Uh, well, what I am doing is drinking Dogfish Head's Sunday Feels, 
which is a what is it? It's like a what does it call itself? I don't know. It's six point five percent ABV. It's some kind of sour. I think it's like a like a champagne sour is what they called it. So I don't really know what that's supposed. Oh, a mimosa sour. That's what they called it. So it's quite. It's it's like it's very hazy. It's got a pinkish orange tinge to it. It had an effervescent thin head that disappeared pretty much immediately. Cold shot. You're gonna hate this. Uh, probably. It smells mimosa e. Oh, I don't love it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like just sour enough to bother me, you know, but not sour enough to make me be like, oh yeah, well, I, of course it's a sour beer. Like it hits an uncomfortable middle and then the body is very light and the, the flavor is kind of washed out. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't love this. Sam? Yeah, um, I have a beer we talked about a couple weeks ago on the show called No Yeah by Bells, where it purported to be a very Midwestern beer because, according to them, saying No Yeah is a very Midwestern thing, but Tyler and Jed were on that episode, and they are both on the East Coast, and they were like, no, people say that here, too. Shut up. They were like, No Yeah. Yeah, there's No Yeah and Yeah No are both distinct feelings and responses to things i i i totally agree but i don't think they're midwestern perhaps midwestern in origin but i don't think that they're midwestern exclusives it feels generational like i feel like people our age talk like that like i don't know that i've ever heard my mom or any of her friends go no yeah but you know what i mean i think it might just be a uh an our age thing Anywho, it's a beer, and I'm going to drink it now. It's a an easy-drinking golden ale, is what it says, and it is 4.5% ABV. So with this style of beer, I'm always struck with how little it tastes like anything. Um, <laughs> I, I'm always struck by how much foam you managed to get in your stash. Did I really? Yeah, dude, got you. a bit. Nope. <laughs> I walked the dogs an hour and a half ago, and I still can't feel my fucking face. Fuck you, Wisconsin. It just, it doesn't taste like much. So, I, on the one hand, I want to be like, this sucks. It doesn't taste like anything. But also, I know that people like this type of beer. So, I feel like I should try and weigh it against other easy-drinking golden ale type things. And I feel like this has more of a bready and yeasty character to it than a lot of similar beers. But also, guys, you, you can put flavor in stuff. So maybe do that next time. But then you can't claim it's easy to drink. Because what's easier to drink than basically something with no flavor whatsoever? Something that tastes good. Well, I don't know. That's a big risk you're taking. Yeah, man. I drink way more pee than orange juice. I believe that, kind of. <laughs> you got to recycle those vitamins. I hope I don't. I mean, I don't actually know what's coming out of my tap water. I could be getting pranked hard. But We should re- start, like, a version of that spider theory that's like, you know you actually drink a yeah. glass of pee while you're asleep every right. year? <laughs> because I go to your house, and you're a heavy sleeper. <laughs> yeah, you don't lock all your windows, and every neighborhood has that one guy who pees in people's mouths while they're asleep. Oh, boy. For some reason, in my head, it was going around with, like, a dropper. Like, every night, <laughs> put a little bit until you get up to a glass. Just misting it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way to do it. Otherwise, you'll wake them up. you got to be stealth. 
Yeah, it's true. Otherwise, you're just waterboarding someone. Yeah, you wouldn't want to wake them up from their dream to work with NASCAR, which is why we're going to NASCAR.com. For Bush Beer set to give one lucky fan a NASCAR dream job. They're certainly not going to give him a college scholarship. (laughs) Maybe the least on-brand article we've ever had on this show. It's so beard tangential. But so Bush Beer, which I guess does a lot of work with NASCAR. Shocker. um, uh, They give the shocker to a lot of NASCAR fans. They are, oh, they're the official beer of NASCAR. There we go. So they are uh, giving one fan, quote, an epic full-time paid position on Kevin Harvick's racing crew for the 2021 season. I guess Kevin Harvick is a driver. I don't know. The official position is the Bush Crewmaster. You will earn $50,000. You will attend races throughout the season. And it says, train and fly with the SHR team, taking on responsibilities for crucial race team tasks. So, one of two things is true. These race team tasks are not crucial. Or Uh this will be detrimental to Kevin Harvick's... (laughs) championship goals i don't know if championship uh indy 500 winning goals yeah yeah so here's what i here's what i love is that i I think this is the same position that like like spuds mckenzie had uh as a dog basically it's like the equivalent of the the bush crew master but yeah like you said this, this this has to be a nothing position because it would be super irresponsible unless they're giving this guy a fuck ton of money and he's not going to win. I have no idea who Kevin Harvick is. Maybe he has no chance of winning anything anyway. Um, but like, I love that they've also written what you're going to put on your resume afterwards by mentioning that you'll uh, yeah. take on responsibilities for crucial race team tasks. It's it's just it's great marketing speak because it sounds important without telling you anything. Yes. What is I also want to know, like, are they, does the team pay for your, like, travel expenses and, like, your hotels and stuff? Because $50,000 a year is actually not a lot. It's a lot to do nothing, but it's not a lot of money to be, like, an adult in America trying to live for a year. That's true. Yeah, I would imagine they have to pay for, like, your accommodations and stuff to go to the races. And is that after taxes, or are you going to walk out with, like, 35 k in pocket, uh, <laughs> And no real, and they basically, I mean, this is a great gap year. Like, if you're 22 and right. you can get this fucking position, like, good on you. This is an awesome gap year. You're going to, like, a little extra money and get to hang out with Kevin Harvick uh, and probably other people as well. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. So, so I'm trying to I learn did... a lot about Kevin Harvick on the fly while you guys talk. Yeah. And so I pulled up an article about Kevin Harvick from speedsport.com, and I kind of, um, skimmed it and it sounds like he's won some stuff but like i don't know if he's like a threat to win anything anytime soon but there's one comment on this article and it is he a champion so <laughs> that i think that tells you all you need to know the crowd has spoken uh one line that i missed in my original run through is that the new role is inspired by the crew a new net show starring kevin james as the crew of the fictitious nascar team kevin james plays the whole crew (laughs) listen he's a big man but that seems a little much i was gonna say surprisingly light on his feet this is the first time kevin james has inspired anyone or anything (laughs) i'm pretty psyched for him this is great yeah 
So uh, imagine you win this and you come back and your friends are like, oh, man, what have you been up to? You'd be like, hey, man, you know that show The Crew? Well, I've been Kevin James. And they'll say, no, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking this... about. It sounds stupid. No, well, presumably because this is Alabama. Like, they all go crazy. They're like, look at you using all those big words like Kevin and James. <laughs> It'd be like, that'd be great if I owned a TV. Oh, my God. They're like, I'm here for the $500. They're like, nah, it's 50000 What? <laughs> I've never seen this many zeros before. I gotta call my aunt sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They probably do. I'm, I'm surprised they don't have, like, a NASCAR trophy called, like, the Golden Cousin Kiss or something. Like, This is I'm hugely sure offensive to me as uh, someone uh, born and raised in the American South. <laughs> I feel like um, there's probably a Cornell Law professor's big fan of NASCAR that's very offended right now. <laughs> um, when, I, when I was in D.C. on the 6th, one of the people down there kept calling uh, everybody else Cousin Fucker. Which I thought was pretty amusing. And Do, uh, were you down there? Yeah. Did I not tell you this? No. Oh, yeah, I was. It, it was wild. Do I have to call the FBI? <laughs> not like that, Jesus. You never know. I'll I check the pictures. Hope, I would hope you would know. I would know. But just uh, listen to uh, I don't know, an episode with Boris. I think like a couple episodes back. One of them. Yeah. One of them. But um, yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the people was calling calling all the Trump supporters cousin fucker. That's fair. Which I, I get it. It was one I had never heard of before. I was like, oh, look at that. That's bonkers, by the way. I'll listen to that. That's fucking crazy. It was. Uh, no one, no one beat on your ass with clubs though, so it wasn't as good as your other story about being in DC. That's, that's my bad. You're right. Next time I go down, I'll try to get beat on again. <laughs> good point, Sam. I just yeah. love this. I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess 50000 I think, is an interesting amount because, like you pointed out, like, hopefully they're taking care of a bunch of stuff for you because, yeah, it's not enough to just be a person. Which is crazy to say because uh, I remember my mom at one point when I was a kid made, like, fifty k, and I was like, wow, my mom's raking it in because I was, like, nine. I didn't understand things. And I was like, in retrospect, I was like, we might have been almost poor. Yeah, I make $41,000, and I'm like, hey. So you should apply to this. This would be more money. <laughs> I should. You're right. <laughs> what do you? What qualifications do you think they're going to look for? Like, if you're picking your, your perfect Bush crew master, what to you are you looking for well, in a perfect candidate? I guess ideally somebody who's not fucking their cousin, right? Like ideally. Mm-hmm. So actually, um, this is a good a good point. I figured this was a sweepstakes type of a thing. Is no, this just they're offering answer... a job? Because why are we reading an article about a job <laughs> offer? <laughs> no, no, you have to like answer trivia to get this. It's it's a whole contest thing. I should have. This article is so short, by the way, because it's on NASCAR.com. I really should have read this part, but yes. The interview is like being done live over Twitter at Bush's Twitter page, and you need to quote unquote flex uh, your knowledge in order to get through to the next round and possibly get hired for the position. So there's like a live Twitter quiz that Bush is going to be doing uh, during a race broadcast, like live tweeting during a, a race broadcast. And it's like, to be honest, if I'm committed to my team, I'm not on Twitter while the race is going on. <laughs> Yeah, so you're I a think, real fan. 
Yeah, I'm a real fan of glued to the fucking TV because I can watch cars go in circles hundreds of times with complete <laughs> laser focus because I am a simple, uh, smooth-brained American man. You just, you just like the, uh, you just like the movement, the bright colors, and the movement. I like the, I like that. But I, I guess ideally, I'd want somebody with like high decks, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Who knows? Who knows what you're going to get? You need high whiz. You got to be able to react on the fly to all types of situations. True. I would want like a really old, like those old mechanic guys where you can't tell if they're like 80 or like 55, but I want one of those guys, but they're really strong and their hands look crazy. Like their fingers are all fucked up. Oh, it's okay. big. Dude, I, I had to go to, uh, to Jiffy Lube this weekend and, uh-huh. um, there were a couple of reasonable looking fellows that mostly helped me out. And then there was one guy who, I think only had two teeth, and it was the the biggins on the in the bottom jaw. So he it looked a little. It, he reminded me of like a half orc that had you know <laughs> the they have the big teeth that are like almost tusk like coming up. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, and then he talked to me, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and he just threw a bunch of nickels on the ground and told him to go away, like. <laughs> that you are no i feel bad uh, he was very nice i think i'm sure he was is there something you can do to your hands that makes your fingers like wider like is that muscle because like, it's bones it's right callus. it's calluses what really is. yeah they have nasty thick ass calluses it, that's crazy dude i like i i do look at uh the hands of a working man and i go like we're so different like, <laughs> i look at my hands and I go, like, my hands look like this because his hands look like that. <laughs> and I take pictures and I post them on Facebook because um, I'm a girl who wears cowboy boots and thinks that's a personality. Um, but, like, it's crazy. I'm like, your hands are, like, fucking, like, oars. Like, they're all flat and, like, wide. And it's like, how'd that happen? Because they dropped big tools and engine parts on their man hands for years until they hardened and flattened. I can't even sit in an effeminate position for too long without getting carpal tunnel. <laughs> They'd be great at, like, penetrative fingering, but probably not so much, like, rubbing. <laughs> what? You heard I, me. Uh, I'm shocked. That was actually shocking to hear. <laughs> My stars! <laughs> I, I know, I'm like getting some vapors. I can't it. Yeah, you can't see. Zach's pulled out his old-timey fan. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my god. Well, so yeah, shit. Up to? <laughs> the quiz should be like, send us pictures of your hands and have your girlfriend rank at, out of ten how good you are at you abrade your girlfriend's clitoris. <laughs> Ever walk to the phone and try it? It's a trick. Because if you're really the man we're looking for, she can't walk to the phone. She's too <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm curious to see who wins this and if it's just Kevin James. If this is like a skate. <laughs> Kevin James. Oh my god. But yeah, man, I think if you have what it takes, if you think you've got what it takes to be the Bush crew master, you've got to tune into the Daytona 500, which is uh, on the 14th at 2.30 p.m. Valentine's Day? Eastern time. So, Eastern time. 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. But yes, it's on Valentine's Day on are, Fox. Are you Sirius me, XM. you telling me all of these NASCAR fans aren't going to be going to a romantic midday meal? 
No, they're taking their cousin to the NASCAR race. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Sirius XM, too, and I can't think of an even more boring way to deal with NASCAR than audio only. <laughs> How fucking boring must that be? The announcement must um, be like, they're going super fast, dude, I swear. <laughs> you around, wouldn't believe it. goes around it. the turn again. And here he is going around the turn. And, like, they have to have, like, the guy go, Meow, so you get the experience of, like, the cars right. going by. But, yep, it'll be live on Bush's Twitter page. You can apply uh, and duel with America's top minds for the role. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, this when we were favorite. in college, we would do a lot of, like, um was kind of like dares, but more like challenges and award points that we decided how many points things were worth. Yeah. Um, and that was a fun way to get each other to do dumb shit all the time. I'll give you 35 points to watch all of the crew and report back how the crew is. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was going to give you 35 points to do this quiz live at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. On February fourteenth, we'll and give you we'll today. give you a hundred if you do both. If you win, I'll give you a hundred points. If you fucking <laughs> win, I expect you to match. I expect fifty thousand points. Match my salary from NASCAR. Sounds good. I'll have to talk to NASCAR about it, but I think that's fine. I'll have to I talk to go. my points bank about if I can. <laughs> I like. I know I have that many points. I'm just not that liquid right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all wrapped up in point vestments. Right. <laughs> It's all tied up in GameStop. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So, what you been up to, Zach? Not a whole lot. I've just been, like, kind of hanging out. I did want to talk this week about something that happened to me the other day. Um, so, Sam and, and I, uh, along with uh, Stax, played a, a couple, uh, couple hours of board games and stuff. And Sam introduced me to the term, um, what do you call it? Hate hunt? Mad hunting. Mad, mad hunting. hunting. Where you go online... And you look for things you disagree with that make you mad, and you kind of yeah. hate hate digest them. Yeah. And I would like to talk about what I feel like is the the greatest mad hunt of my life that occurred not one day after Sam and I had that conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I went to the place where I I typically do my mad hunting, and this is the Joe Rogan subreddit. No, why? <laughs> this is the Joe Rogan subreddit. Uh, because I like when people go on there and talk about how much they fucking hate Joe Rogan, and then people go, this is a Joe Rogan subreddit, just don't come here if you don't like him. I think it's actually a very reasonable position. Uh, That's mad hunting to a degree I don't do. I don't go to the subreddit and complain about Joe Rogan on it. I think that's the most reasonable thing a Joe Rogan fan can say, to be honest. Yes, and I'd like to turn to the most unreasonable thing a Joe Rogan fan I think has ever said. Uh, because I saw this posted, and I never do this. I never commented on the subreddit before. I saw a post that was so stupid and unbelievably incorrect that I had to comment, and I continued commenting. Like, I had a whole argument on the subreddit online, which I never do, because I could not let this go. And yeah. so I'm going to read to you It's It's weird to me that, that this hasn't happened to you, because when I think... What are what are characteristics of Zach? I think unable to let things go is pretty high <laughs> up on that list. So a hundred percent in person, I agree with that. Online, I tend to have a bit more restraint because I'm also lazy, and it's very difficult to have an online argument on like a phone keyboard. It's just a lot of work. Uh, so I'm gonna read this post to you, and feel free to ask me any clarifying questions you have about the post. The person has responded to me enough times where I feel like I can fairly uh, <laughs> summarize their very insane thoughts. Um, so here we go. 
So the topic of the post is ancient Egypt and psychedelics, oh. connecting the dots. They gave it like a title like that. It's starting uh, poorly. Okay, so bear with me here. This is all going to be a direct quote. This is not only do I not support these opinions, I actively argued against them for like 45 minutes fruitlessly. The ancient Egyptians held psilocybin and DMT as core sacraments, period. The evidence could not be more clear and simple, but feel free to add and subtract at your discretion. Consider the myth of Hathor and Horus, rather the chemicals psilocybin and DMT, respectively. Hathor and her symbols, colon, cow, psilocybin mushrooms grow in cow dung, and primeval mother of all things, Gaia. A relief at the temple of Hathor at Dendara, approximately 2200 BC, depicts a female figure holding mushroom cakes. As someone who has grown psilocybin mushrooms, there is virtual certainty as to what is, at what is depicted here, cultivated psilocybin mushrooms. There's a link to a picture um, of a relief that is definitely a person holding a thing that looks like mushrooms are growing out of it. Like, I will give them that. That's certainly what it looks like. It is also at the temple of Hathor at Dendara. That's true. So Hathor represents psilocybin, or is heavily inspired by it, and a gigantic temple is dedicated to her slash it. Cool. On to Hathor's quote-unquote son, Horus. The eye of Horus, Wajet, can be laid over a cross-section of the human brain, matching its structures closely, one of which is the pineal gland, where traces of DMT has been found in rats, and most likely occurs in human brains as well. This is common knowledge to any Joe Rogan experienced man, but has not yet been tied into Hathor's lore. Might DMT be construed as a son of psilocybin based on the shape of its molecule? I'm I know Kevin. so bored. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> How are you bored? This is the craziest thing I've ever read. I'm no chemist, but look at the damn molecules side by side. Maybe the builders of multi-million ton stone superstructures knew enough about chemistry to ascertain that and incorporate it into their theological tradition. The myth of Hathor and Horus is a spiritually embellished chemical and biological description of psilocybin and DMT, containing a symbolic key to DMT's source within the human body. This knowledge was lost to civilizations in later generations, the cloak of myth taken literally, and its chemical core forgotten. But it is clear to me that these drugs were pillars of the most pious and enduring civilization the earth has ever known. Now let Toth restore Horace's left eye. This story needs to be refined and told. Thank you for reading. That's too bad. <laughs> That's too bad. I'm, like, mad at you now. Like, I know that <laughs> I should be mad at them, but now I'm mad at you for saying yes. all the things you said out loud. So, I mean, you're welcome, first of all. It couldn't be any more clear and simple. <laughs> yeah. true. But how right. are you all taking this revelation? Uh, well, I mean, it's obvious that, of course, the Egyptians knew enough about the trace amounts of DMT in the pineal gland to create a rudimentary map in Horus's eye wadget. We mm -hmm. all, I mean, we all know that wadget corresponds to the brain, obviously. Yes, it can't just be an eye, which right. falcons have prominently. <laughs> the thing that occurs to me is there's a term in law, uh, which is stolen from South Park, oddly enough, the Chewbacca defense. Okay. Where mm -hmm. there's an episode of South Park where... Uh, Johnny Cochran. Jo yeah, thank you. Johnny Cochran is just yelling about how... Uh, like, Chewbacca shouldn't be on Endor and it doesn't make any sense. And 
and like not saying anything about the case and just yelling about it and then but like somehow that gets the jury on his side and now the Chewbacca defense is an actual legal term for like when you spew so much stuff that it overloads the jury and they're like what is even going on and like it's like a desperation move for confusing them into siding with you and that's kind of what I got from this oh yeah so the debate term for that similar thing is is gish gallop which is like you just throw so much shit any uh at like at the other person that's incorrect that they don't have time to discuss how each thing was incorrect and it makes it actually very difficult to put in a reasonable argument because like everything that you just said is founded on incorrect things so there's no way to like explain in the amount of time that you have why that they were why they were wrong basically yeah. so you see us like Mitt Romney did this to Obama in their first debate um Trump isn't smart enough to do this and instead just talks over people but a really good example is like Mitt Romney's debates with Obama he did this a lot but like what's crazy about this to me and not an Egyptologist but undergrad in archaeology taking classes on Egyptian history and you know I've I've thought about drugs before (laughs) Uh, almost the density of incorrect things in this statement is almost impressive to me it's like this is to me is the written down version, like the intellectual thought version of the room of the movie, the room, like every individual piece of it. Like, you know, while you're going through it, that it's bad, that it's not a good product. But when you stop and reflect on it, each individual moment in its own thing is poorly executed. Like each aspect of it is poorly done. And you just spiral into this like fractal of just ineptitude, like, in this way so like a couple things offhand so obviously ancient egyptians don't know molecular structures they'd have no way to know that like uh, it's well, impossible for them to know through, through god all things are possible so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes so through god, through god all things are possible but other than that they don't fucking know that um i looked up so this person in the comments says that they did hundreds of hours of youtube research before posting this thought well, hundreds uh, of hours of YouTube research. Why did you even bother arguing? Yeah, I know. So a couple things. I looked it up. Psilocybin mushrooms don't grow in Egypt. Like, right there. They do not grow there. They don't yeah. grow in that climate. Two, um, one, I guess, so this is super minor, but the, the Temple of Hathor they're talking about, like, the site is from 2200 BC, like, the foundations are, but the actual, like, extant buildings are from 36 BC. They're from the New Kingdom. They're not from the Old Kingdom. Uh, they go on to basically talk about how society had degraded so much that like they wouldn't know anything in the new kingdom, but it's like the buildings you're referencing are in fact from the new kingdom. Like they're from that period of time. Uh, Oh, Horus, obviously the eye of Horus probably just means a literal eye. I think Hathor's head is probably just a cow's head because they'd seen cows before. Otherwise (laughs) you have to explain to me what every other animal headed God they had actually means. They definitely didn't know what a pineal gland was. They definitely didn't know that DMT could come from there because they didn't, do rat experiments to synthesize DMT. Um, where else do we go here? Um, DMT can't be considered a son of psilocybin because that doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, that's not how molecules work. That's not how those drugs work. Well, you can't synthesize if, DMT from uh, mushrooms. Well, what if, the, what if the ancient Egyptians used all of their alien technology to change psilocybin into DMT, Zach? You're just not thinking it through. You're it's right. It's obvious and not. simple. What's crazy is I did... Every single thing, I was like, I'll just do five minutes of Googling and see what I find. It turns out, so the crazy, look, I think my favorite part about this is, other than all the, this person's obviously having, like, a manic episode, but they're obviously a crazy person. 
and that became more clear as I argued with them. Uh, <laughs> but the the funniest part is I was like, let me just Google if there's any DMT available in ancient Egypt, like any sources of DMT. Turns out acacia trees are a source of DMT. They were fucking everywhere. In the <laughs> fucking everywhere. And the best part is there are all there's already this subset of like Egypt DMT spirituality like conspiracy that focuses on um, the acacia tree and um, how it's referred to as the tree of life in ancient Egypt and how the b- boats made out of acacia trees took your spirit to the after actually to the, the afterworld. So like a lot of already like pretty fruitful conspiracy <laughs> things of like transitioning to the spirit world using acacia. It also was literally like what their houses were made of, what and their little like, were made of. But hey, like, I'll do my hey, own. I'll, I'll do my own. They don't mention it. And the best part is Osiris is the god associated with the acacia trees. So even the part of their conspiracy that's like the funky hippie DMT shit is completely wrong. It's the completely wrong god. There's already a god where there's at least some scraps to uh, build the DMT theory around, and they completely went the other way on it. It's fucking bonkers. I don't know, man. There are, like, official, you know, health workers in India that say that, like, ancient Hindus manipulated blood and had aircraft and stuff like that. So a guy I was buying weed from told me that Obama was the Antichrist and responsible for Morgulon's disease. So, you know, I don't know. Anything is – I'm just not shocked anymore is what I'm saying. I'm just glad that Zach pitched in and helped. And I, I, I guess I haven't heard the end of the story. I'm assuming the guy says, oh, cool. Thank you for your feedback. I've learned a lot. I'm going to have to do more research and see if what I've actually said makes sense. Okay, so here's actually what they said. So we had a couple back and forth where I basically was like almost every fundamental piece of this argument was wrong. I think I actually said something in there. Yeah. But like so the end response was – they said, I'm simply offering the new corollaries of Horus equal DMT, Hathor equal psilocybin, which again are new with love and good intentions in my heart. I appreciate what you have contributed here and everything around this discussion, whether additive or subtractive, is constructive nonetheless. Thank you for taking the time and I will take everything you've said into account. That's well, actually... I was like, don't talk to me like a monk that you taught a lesson to, you <laughs> fucking psycho. That's actually way better than I thought it was going to be, which was like him calling you the n-word and saying he's gonna find you no he's on too much psilocybin he's on too much psilocybin to do that (laughs) this dude's juiced on shrooms right this is what happens to your brain when you do too many mushrooms this is like you know people who like followed fucking avici around and they just did like molly and shrooms and blasted their brains apart like this is what you turn into kids So so just do them sometimes Someone that Sam and I knows, his brother did LSD and it broke his brain, and now he's in India fighting demons for Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did. Uh, oh, they also did uh, circular logic me, where they said the proof that Egypt understood molecules was in this Horus and Hathor myth. Right. Even right. though that is only supported based on the assumption that they knew something about molecules. So he got me real good there. I was like, "You're right, man." You're fucking right. And he did admit, because I said, it sounds like you're having a manic episode in my first comment when I was <laughs> They said, to be fair, the ideas were presented to me as a eureka moment slash revelation. And they kept talking, and I went, yes. So what you're saying is, yes, you had a manic episode, and you just wrote down the first things you thought of. Remarkable. I just can't believe someone is this wrong about this many things in this short of, like, a thing. Like, every single thing they said, other than the fact that there is a temple in Egypt, is wrong. Like, it's incredible. 
it's the density that really got to you. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an achievement in anti-intellectual thought to be that fucking wrong and to apparently spend hundreds of hours being that wrong. It is, it is pretty crazy, as is, I think, our next article. Okay, well done. <laughs> so from BrowardBeer.com, which has actually a lot in common with the story you just told, Zach, because this is a poorly written article about a crazy subject. Broward Beer, I guess this is, I don't know, this is some kind of individual who writes about beer, I guess, Joe Pye, and he is writing about holy mackerel small batch beers located in Florida. This article is, what do you call a brewery that doesn't brew beer, holy mackerel? Apparently, this place, holy mackerel, uh, offers itself up as like a brew pub and has tons of you know, I mean, you've been to a brew pub. They got brewing equipment all over the place. The big vats in the background, you know, the in- modern industrial style. Yeah. Um, it has like $15,000 worth of brewery equipment, you know, hanging around. $50,000? How could I possibly make $50,000? <laughs> oh, my God. It all comes together. See, they knew this when they wrote this article and its connection. I would say that BrowardBeer.com is the son of NASCAR. I would say it's probably the psychic link between DMT and psilocybin that allowed him to see these possibilities. Yep. Yep. So this place, it's uh, it, it claims to be a local brew pub, and it has these uh, beers um, that it serves, but it doesn't actually uh, brew them despite all the brewery equipment. It actually contract, uh, has, has the, the recipes on contract from a brewery in South Carolina, which... Isn't, like, so the fact that they have their stuff brewed at a place that isn't their brewery isn't completely unusual, except for the fact that they have all this, like, brewing equipment hanging around not being used. You know, like, most, most like, kind of, like, gypsy brewers, I think they call them, like, they don't, they just don't have their own equipment. These people clearly have the setup, and they're just not doing it. Because I guess it's easier to have somebody else do it and just market it that way. Maybe they got the equipment thinking they would need it and then did some research and were like, maybe we should actually do this instead and haven't sold it back off. Well, maybe they maybe they're looking have, to scale yeah. up and, and implement this equipment eventually, but they're not there yet. Well, that's the argument that uh, owner Frank Barisich kind of makes. He says, we were going to brew beer and then the pandemic hit, and so that's why. Mm. Um, but this guy has previous convictions for fraud and does not do business under his own name. And, uh, apparently, um, this Broward, see, this article is very confusing because like I said, it's written kind of poorly, but it, it seems like this Broward beer person kind of did some investigative journalism and found like six other breweries that had opened up in like the same time span. And I think all of them were making their own beer despite the coronavirus. Uh, so it seems like it's just kind of shifty. This is incredible. I've just been trying to soak in. Uh, the, it, I've never seen in like an article on this kind of like local stakes them describe like an interview as tense and rambling uh, with, the, with the subject in yeah. their interview. Like there's a good amount of editorializing where it just sounds like this guy's a fucking loon that Joe Pye had to deal with. It's awesome. It's so – this is so great. I love shameless lying like this also. Yeah. Like – it's incredible. Like it's so clearly an attempt to like defraud. Okay, if that one fucking brewery can get sued for not actually being Hawaiian, if Kona can get sued for making you think it might be Hawaiian, surely this guy can get sued 
for making you think that he's making the beers locally and not just buying them from a brewery yeah. in South Carolina. He he. So along with that thing about so he said first I think the coronavirus stopped them and then he said that like the uh, the county or something was preventing them from brewing despite the fact that the county had passed laws recently making it way easier for like small breweries to operate. Um, and at the end of their interview, this local journalist asked the guy uh, to define a local brewery. And it says, quote, um, a local brewery is a place that produces beer, Barachik answered. After pausing for five seconds, he added, or the term could be used in different ways. I mean, we create the recipes. Creating the recipes is something. Do you think that's true? Do you think he just said that? Like, do you think they possibly create the recipes? I, I can't tell from this. It does. So this guy didn't open up this place. It sounds like he got it from a different person. So I, it's all very confusing. It does sound like the recipes were maybe created by the guy who first had this brewery, but they were never mm-hmm. brewed on site. They were always brewed in South Carolina. Uh, I have to break in here for just a second. I'm needed parentally. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you guys to to do the rest of the show. I'm just gonna give you real quick my review of my beer is t- uh, two out of ten. Don't drink it. Uh, and I look forward to listening to the back third of this app. Bye guys. Oh, this is gonna be fun. I wonder how long it's gonna take him after we're done to come back and shut this off. If he's gonna have like forty five minutes. Do you think it's like a like a poop based emergency? Do you think it's like all up the back like style bad? I don't know. He does sound like he's gonna be gone for a while. But he doesn't thought, sound that yeah. urgent about it, so you're probably correct. That's my guess is up the back, up the back, down the legs. Nice. Um, so I've been trying to get this together. So basically from what I gathered, there's this guy, Bobby Gordash, who had originally started this place. He is in no longer in any way affiliated with the place, even though his bio is still on the website, right. Right. which is hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's got no – he also the, – the guy's – the author puts in like kind of like a little snarky uh, little thing. He's like that uh, Barrage, a digital he, he marketer. He wasn't aware. Yeah. Said he was not aware of. Um, but so it looks like Gordash was actually like a pretty accomplished amateur brewer. Um, he launched Holy Mackerel beers in like 06, and his recipes were brewed on contract with the place in South Carolina that is currently sending their right. beers right. to to, uh, to to Holy Mackerel in Florida. So I don't think he created the recipes. I think the other guy created the recipes, and he's still selling them. Um, Let's see. He basically started a thing, blah, 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 blah. Small batch beer still sells contract recipes at the bar. He declined to comment, blah, blah, blah. Um, Wow. Bobby currently owns 2% of the face of the brewery, but nobody's supposed to know about it. This is incredible. Yeah. I lo- this is like if Donald Trump was born to like a crab fisherman instead right, of a wealthy yeah. guy. This is exactly what he'd be doing: is committing fraud for no reason at a brewery in a way that no one asked him to. This is just a man who can't stop lying and is now in way over his head. Like it's so crazy. But he also somehow is managing a business. It makes me wonder how many small businesses are actually owned by narcissists who can't yeah. stop lying. It's it's. It just seems so much harder to do this than to just brew the beer. Like, you have all the equipment just to look legit? That's so weird, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's cheaper to brew it on contract. I mean, it probably is. And one of the guys has a quote. It's like, I'm not going to fucking hire a brewer at 80K a year if I could just have them send it to me from South Carolina. And it's like, I think that's totally fine. 
but you know, you're not really, uh, you can call yourself maybe like a brew pub, but I don't think you can really call yourself like a craft beer place. I think you're not you making call yourself, beer. you can call yourself a bar, you know, that's fine. Yep, you're like a bar and grill. You know, right. you can be holding mackerel bar and grill. That's fine. People are still going to go to you if they like the yeah. beers that you serve. Yeah. Man, this is fucking bonked. I love this. Also, the place looks like a, like a sad Chuck E. Cheese's or something. Like, outside, yeah. like it looks It, it looks, looks rough. exactly like a place near me uh, called... Uh, I forgot, so shit. <laughs> Never mind. We'll move on. But it looks no. just like... Oh, Crooked Hammock. It looks just like a place near me called Crooked Hammock. And now I want to, like, this this guy, despite not writing a very good article, he does put out, like, some good information on how to figure out whether they're actually brewing or not based on, like, tax stuff. I really want to go and look at Crooked Hammock and be like, where's your beer coming from? Because it strongly reminds me of that place. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a ton also. Like, there's a ton of brewing equipment in this place. It's not, like, yeah. one vat. There's, like, a fuck ton of equipment um and so it's like they have some other quote from this guy at the end he's basically like it would just seem like it'd be easier to just brew some beer instead of pretending that yeah. you are and not yeah. doing it even if you're not selling it just brew some beer to keep your like licenses straight with the city like seems, yeah it's so weird this is incredible i love i do love like bold lying like this he also looks like a man he does this thing that i really hate when people do where they they shave down the top of their natural mustache so uh -huh. they only have a little pencil mustache around their upper lip i think that's disgusting and i think you should have a mustache of whatever thickness you can grow um you don't like, like john it, waters i think it works on john waters because he looks like a pervert on purpose <laughs> um but it, does, it it's just insane and john waters i think kind of shaves it up into the middle yeah a little bit it, this is riding this guy's upper lip hard, and he's got a clear half inch of thick, healthy mustache he's shaving off. This is just like his business. It would be easier just to grow a mustache naturally that you can grow instead of doing all this extra work to look like a pervert. And it, it, you could just brew your own beer instead of this complicated shit. When will he, when will he learn? I don't probably, know. Probably never. Probably never. He's already been to jail, so... For fraud, and he's just committing fraud yeah. again. Yep. It's oh, like man. a it's like a Buddhist thing where like if no one is asking you to lie or cares if you're lying, are you really committing fraud? Like <laughs> Yeah. It's uh what's that what's that line from 30 Rock? It's not rape if nobody really wants it. <laughs> oh god. I feel like that's not true somehow. I don't know how what situation that would happen in, but maybe I guess. If you're like forced to I don't know, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Good call. That might be true. Um, I also want to call out that I think Joe Pye, the, the the drawing of Joe Pye they have at the bottom, to me looks like Sam in seven years with a haircut. Ooh, I got. I didn't. I didn't check and it you, out. You just scroll down to the bottom. If you cut all Sam's hair off and give him seven years of aging and dad bodying to accumulate, this is what Sam could look like. Well, that's true. That's that's certainly true. Uh, I just imagine that this cartoon is wearing a bowling shirt. That's the feeling it gives me. He looks like he plays bass in uh, yeah. Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Well, Sam is gone, so I, I feel like we have to jump quickly to our next article because we don't have any personal content. Um, so we're just going to do this brief article from CNBC.com. Uber agrees to buy alcohol delivery service Drizzly for $1.1 billion. I think this is technically... I'm sorry? Good for Drizzly. Yeah. 
since nobody I know has ever used them, way to rake in $1.1 billion. Uh, I think this is kind of a sequel article because I think we reported on when Drizzly began, and now it's being incorporated into Uber Eats. Have you or anybody you know used an alcohol delivery service? So um, Top Gun, I think, has when she was living in New Orleans. But that felt like the place where that would be allowed to <laughs> Like, I just never conceptualized how that business model works. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I get it still, how you could do that. Because I understand the idea of being in college and people paying you money and then you go buy them beer and give it to them illegally. Like, that I get 100%. But yeah. I don't know how you could make that a real business, like, that pays taxes and stuff. Like how do like how do you verify ages and like I don't get it. I assume you have to meet the person at the door with an ID or something, but then there's so much wasted money for all the dummies who think they can game the system. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Uber Eats apparently has been doing pretty good in the pandemic because everybody's shut inside but still wants to munch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in the city, so don't use that sort of thing. Uh, have you, Zachary? Um, I don't, uh, I don't Uber Eats because I think it's expensive, uh, but we get a lot, we get a lot of delivery these days. Yeah. Like, but I feel like this is short-sighted because even if it's like six, seven, eight, nine months from now, when we can kind of go back out in the world, like there's no way this level of alcohol delivery is like sustainable. Um, yeah. everyone's drinking more and no one can go anywhere. Right. So, like, it's a perfect storm for Drizzly to get out now. Like, good yeah. for them for selling right now. Because, like, this is the best they're ever going to do. I think Uber and these companies are hoping that we're just, like, never going to come out. Like, we're just going to all adapt to these behaviors, like, even when the virus is gone. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. what they're banking on. And I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen to the extent that they think it's going to happen. If we all lived in Blade Runner-type megacities, then sure. But yeah. unfortunately, we still don't. You know yeah, what I mean? Sadly, we don't. Yeah. I feel like um, I was thinking about this, and I do think what's been really cool about the pandemic is restaurants have a ton of delivery options now. Yeah. So I think, like, I've been able to get delivery from some, like, awesome restaurants that never in a million fucking years would have done delivery right. before this. It's sort of like it depends on if restaurants go that way. I actually, like, I think restaurants are going to dictate what culture we're allowed to have because if restaurants go – it's way fucking cheaper to fire my entire front of house staff. Yeah. Hire four delivery drivers in the kitchen and then just like have a much smaller business space. Like with like no front service. If restaurants went that way, I think, you know, we are kind of stuck, but if you look at any of the places, as soon as they lift the mask restrictions and stuff and people just go fucking hog wild going out, like people don't want to be inside the level right. they are right now. Like people yeah. are, are twitchy and weird like i feel weird like i was talking with top gun the other day and we've been like isolated just just the two of us and like maybe you you all are feeling kind of the same way but we were like talking and i was like we're so fucking weird like none of what we're saying makes any sense <laughs> and we're just being weird together so i don't think we're gonna be able to reintegrate into society everyone's gonna be like sixth grade dance like just standing with their households on the opposite ends of the room like right. trying to talk <laughs> That's, who knows? Maybe then, then Uber Eats and Drizzly will be doing great. Yeah, good for them. Uber also acquired Postmates. Is that allowed? Are we going to break up Uber as a monopoly? I don't. That shit's crazy. I don't. Yeah. 
who was it that uh, it wasn't Uber, but it was one of these like I think it was DoorDash. They just fired all their unionized workers, which Jesus. seems like it should be very illegal because union busting is illegal. But absolutely nothing is going to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like um, I will say the thing I love about Uber is that it, it's putting cab companies out of business because right. cabs fucking blow. It sucks ass getting into cabs because the people treat you, at least in the majority of cabs I've been in, not all of them, but the majority, have treated me like I was a burden to them by asking to go somewhere and using them for the only purpose they exist for. Right. Also, every cab driver I've ever met seemed like they were going to kill me. (laughs) Like, they're all wearing, like, old leather jackets, you know, and have just finished a pack of cigarettes. You can tell, yeah. Did you smoke eight cigarettes at once before I got in the car? Man or woman, they look and smell the same and give me Mm -hmm. the feeling that they're going to kill me. They have a uh, white mullet. uh, It's a fully gray mullet and man or woman. Yeah, I've had one good cab driver in my entire life. And I remember I was like, wow, this guy's awesome. He's like telling me facts about the city and like all this stuff. And I was like, is what every cab was supposed to be like? Because that would have been great. Like, everybody yeah. else is a fucking asshole, or they don't know where things are. And I'm like, you're the one driving, dude, isn't it? Aren't you required to know? Or like, yeah, look it up everybody else? Me? Why are you asking me where to go? That's the whole point of taking this cab right now. I had a cab driver in Boston. I was like, I need you to take me to Commonwealth Ave. So Com Ave is like the major, major street that goes through all of downtown Boston. It completely splits Boston in half. Like, it's yeah. east-west street. Goes the entire way. It goes all the way from downtown Boston out to, like, fucking Boston College out in the middle of the boonies. And he's like, what's Com F? And I was like, dude, it's the majorest street. And like, and like, what do you want from me? Like, it's, I was like baffled by the question. I was like, first of all, don't ask me. Just fucking look it up. Like, right. you're just losing face with me and making me worry. Like, just look it up on your fucking phone like you have anyway. Like, I see you have a GPS on. I don't expect you to know exactly where I'm going. Right. Like, I'm not, it must have sucked ass being a cab driver in like the 20s. And they're like, take me to this address. You're like, I don't know where that is, dude is uh the biggest place i've ever seen i can't get there well you know if you didn't know they would just feed you to the rockefellers so it was a <laughs> it was a real honest cab system i guess they just had a grid i guess they could just count they could just count as they were going up the streets they're like all right 24th 23rd 22nd yeah. but yeah man i don't know this seems like whenever i see a tech company get sold for this much money like it just seems crazy. It's like when they bought Snapchat for like $4 billion or something, and I'm like, does anyone even use Snapchat anymore? Like, are we still Snapchatting? Like, how Tesla is the, the most valued company in the entire world despite, like, never having turned a profit. They don't make anything. Right. Like, they don't do anything. Crazy. And, it, and it's weird for Tesla to, to operate that way because it's a physical goods manufacturer. Like, it's like uh, social media companies also, like, don't make profits because they're funded by investments and, like, ad revenue yeah and and the idea that if you can show enough people or a picture of oreos they'll buy oreos more frequently which isn't true because i don't care what oreos is up to on twitter i don't care what they have to say i know what oreos are and if i want to buy them i'll buy them like i already know what that product is yeah there's nothing you can say to me that's going to change my opinion on it other than did you know it's bad for you definitely uh, <laughs> did you know it's vegan that's up that upsets me in fact i wish you had told me it wasn't vegan it upsets me the way you said it's true uh, that big, I would hide that on the label. I would hide that 100%. Right. It's like when some places are like gluten free. I'm like, I feel like this should have gluten in it. What's in this? Uh, <laughs> well, well, Tyler free then, because I am passing. 
No, exactly. So I do feel like as a physical manufacturer, though, it's strange to be the most valuable company ever and not make a yeah. profit because you sell cars. Like I, I see right. them. I can't afford them. I can't afford to look at them. I can barely afford to be hit by one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Oh, dear. All right. Well, we've talked a solid, what, eight minutes with Sam being gone? So... Yeah, I've relished all eight of those minutes. I'm I'm proud of us, to be honest. But I feel like we should probably rate these beers. So Sam I mean, had his What? Have you shared anything about your personal life? No, I, I never do. I never do. What? You shared about the DC thing with Boris. <laughs> you told I, me that. I'm I'm happy I'm happy to, to chat about it uh once we wrap up, but I wouldn't want to subject the listener to my story twice. The most interesting thing that happened was my cat got a UTI, and the doctor, <laughs> like, the doctor was just like, yeah, you know, male cats get UTIs as they get older. It's just a flaw. And I was like, well, that's a good. flaw. That there goes sucks. intelligent design. Crumple that right. up. Throw that yeah. away. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it just struck me how interesting it is, like, because it was a very easy fix. It took, like, an hour, you know, mm-hmm. and he's fine. But he would have died in the wild, you know? And it's just... Yeah. The power of life and death that we hold in our hands. Yeah. I mean, I had the human version of that, kind of. I got my appendix out, like, a couple of years ago. And, like, I just would have fucking died. Yeah, yeah. A few hundred years ago, I just would have been fucking dead. I was like, ow, my side hurts. And I went to the doctor, and they're like, they just sucked it out of there. And I was fine. I went home. I was I was in the hospital for, like, six hours. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, bye. And they just kicked me out on the street. Uh, and I would have fucking died. I think about that a lot, actually. I was like, that's fucking bonkers. Yeah, it is. It is wild. Um, but that's, that's the most interesting thing that happened. Yeah. There's like no real reason, I guess they just, it just happens because their urinary tract sucks as they get older. So Mm -hmm. now he has to do it like a Nintendo cartridge to like fix it. (laughs) You want to speak of unfortunate urinary tract things and my pets. I used to have two rats and rats when they get older, um, their like bladder lining starts to shed and it could cause penis plugs plugs of bladder lining in their wiener and that happened to my rat and you just had to like yank it out of there i like i'm jawed on the floor like that's and you did you could you like pulled it out so it wasn't like an icicle but it was more like a like a grain of rice or something but yeah that's wild i do have to do i mean you have to do gross shit when you have pets because like they're your family you gotta take care of them so like absolutely I've pulled poop out of my dog's butt because he eats Top Gun's hair a lot because <laughs> yep. he loves doing that shit uh, to the point where he'll be eating. Like, like we put his food in, like, rolly thick toys sometimes to, like, keep him busy. And he'll find just, like, a ball, like a fur ball on the ground and go, oh. And I go, that's not food. It's fucking obviously not food. He just eats it. And, uh, yeah, sometimes he'll poop and it'll just hang there and he won't be able to get it out because of all the hair. And I have to, like, st- chase him down and, like, pull it out like a, the world's most unfortunate magician. <laughs> And it's like, dude, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this to you. You don't want me to do this. You got to stop eating hair. But yeah, you got to do fucking gross shit for your pets. You got to do like fucked up stuff for them. It is true. I saw an online class on dog CPR. You have to like blow into their nose because their mouth is like too wide. Oh, that makes sense. It does, but it's gross. (laughs) It's gross. Yeah. But I was like, I would, I guess I would do that. I want to say I'd never do that, but I totally would. If my dog needed CPR, I would 100% do it. Oh, for sure. And it's just like, man, it's crazy. It's crazy the stuff the animals make us do. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, 
the hmm. Now I'm just thinking about a magician whose whole act involves. <laughs> it's pulling poop. It's poop yeah. in here. Can you believe it? Like, yeah, I fucking believe it. <laughs> Definitely. Or like the world's most unprofessional uh, colonoscopy tech. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your turd? <laughs> All right, let's. Add, that's enough. That's enough of that. Um, I had Dogfish Head's Sunday Feels. 6.5% ABV mimosa sour. It did remind me of mimosa, but that's I'm I'm drinking a beer. So please be more beer like. It was a little sugary. It was just the wrong amount of sour, like not enough to really be sour, but enough to bother me. So I didn't really enjoy any of the aspects of this beer. I'm going to give it a 3/3 and recommend it to people who just love brunch. Yeah, fuck yeah, right on. I had Indeed Brewing Company's Chai Velvet. I feel like you taste the chai, it would be fucked up if you couldn't taste the chai in this. Like, that would be imp- almost impossible, I feel like, to do. Yeah. Um, but you taste the chai, it is not velvety. Like, the mouthfeel is not velvety at all. I think they completely failed on that part. It didn't taste bad. It was just way more boring than I expected it to be beyond the initial kind of punch of chai. It kind of fades into, like, nothing. Not even, like, a nutty roasted flavor. Like, I hate porters. I think porters suck, and I think they're kind of watery, like, nut water. Like, it doesn't even have that porter nutty kind of taste. It's just, like, almost nothing after the chai. I think, like, which is surprising for how dark this beer is. I was really surprised (laughs) I didn't get any of those notes. Like, I just, it says kind of, I feel like I got to give this, like, a 4.5. Like, it doesn't completely fail and I didn't. I can't even say I disliked it. It's just kind of disappointing for what I wanted from it. I would recommend this if you have a friend who, like, your in joke with that friend is that they love chai, but they can't get enough of it. <laughs> this would be like a funny novelty beer to get them. That's not going to be a chore to get through. It's like, pretty drinkable, very boring, uh, other than the chai flavor. Um, so much like your friend, whose only defining quality is that <laughs> really into chai, this beer is that same kind of person. Four point five out of ten. All right. Uh, well, listener, thank you for sticking around. If you want to tell us the grossest thing that you've had to do for your pet, you can email us at BrewsdayTuesdayPodcast.gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BrewsdayTuesday. You can comment on our links at BrewsdayTuesday.com. Don't let the basket be down. We'll see everybody next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, Don't worry, Sam. I got it there, for Sam. you. Sam. <laughs> Don't worry. I got it for you, buddy. Here comes a catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problem. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better, friend. I'm back, there was poop everywhere. <laughs> uh, That's definitely going to be the tag. Yeah, um, there was poop.